Are you working on your author career, but struggling to get that first book published? Does the goal of being an author seem too lofty? Or thoughts of having multiple books and making a full-time living are as fantastical as living in Cinderella's castle? Welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths, a podcast where aspiring authors can be heard. Join Steven Schneider as he finds and talks to authors you may not know, but authors that have gotten their foot on the author career path. Hear what they've done to get there and where they want to go now. Settle back. It's time for a bit of inspiration and advice. Come listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith. All right, so let's talk some author stuff, and this will be a great conversation. I'm looking forward to it. But before we talk about our topic, what are some things... And this may be completely unique because of going from language, one language to another. What are some things you've learned about writing that you're doing different than you did when you first started? Okay. Yeah. So in the beginning, there was in my school years, there was no creative writing class. There was just German language arts in the way traditionally told you read classics. Now, I can tell you, but from the fifth grade on until my end of my high school, I just had a D in German. So I was not like, obviously, oh, that's going to be the writer. I struggled. I wrote essays, like 16 essays in a row over two years were D. And I felt like my name was the D. Oh, Thorsten, D. I could write whatever I wanted. So I didn't learn a lot about that. I did read a lot, but I didn't analyze it. Okay. And then when I was in Victoria, that was like 1990, no, 2000, I came across like the, literally like the first time about the Odyssey, like in the way of the structure, the way of the hero. Oh, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that was something that I then followed up with and then read books a different way as well. and that's why I say this is something I learned in Canada. I learned that in the English language. Unfortunately, I wasn't exposed to that in Germany for whatever reason. I, I wasn't repelled to do secondary language literature. I even bought myself secondary literature, like what the students read in, in, high, in, in university. But I don't know. I, it was too academic. It was too academic. And yeah, although I went to university, I studied something else and I didn't finish. So. Yeah, I got sidetracked with journalism, if you're into words and culture, and, okay. and then life took a different path. So that is something I learned, like that structural. That's the thing with English, German language classes that, like you said, oh, that's the student that's going to be the right. It's not always the A plus English kid that it's one thing to learn the stuff to take a test and one thing to read the books and that. It's a whole nother thing to write a story. And they say it so often that grammar, typos, commas, that stuff can all be fixed and learned yeah. and put in there. But you have to have a, a soul for writing a story. And if you don't have a good story, the other stuff doesn't matter. Nobody's going to read a book and say, wow, the, the grammar was perfect and all the commas were in the right place. The story kind of sucked. You should read this. But they don't yeah. do that. Yeah. It, it's good to learn that. Plus. Now we have so many tools to help catch all the little errors. So, it, it, yes, I'm telling all the kids, learn your language, German, English, whatever. Learn it. Do good in the classes. But don't feel like, oh, I could never write because I didn't do well. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. And I think nowadays it's also in Germany more common that you can show what you read privately at home. And that was something nobody ever asks me, what are you reading? What are you reading? I read uh, The Godfather with 15 of the years, okay. and then you're not supposed right. to picture. Yeah. So, right. and, I, and I find that a lot too. Authors, I've talked to a few authors that say, oh, I don't like to read. I just want to write. You have, right. And you said it, you have to read. And most authors, authors that seem to stick with it, they're not reading at their great or age level. They're always reading, oh, I was nine years old and I read it. Something yeah. like that. So yeah. all the time. <laughs> Thorsten, when you're writing, what software and services do you use? So I'm really, it was funny. And my, I started on a, type, a typewriter, right? Like I, I'm a little old. But then I moved to to the computer, and then I had, I think, for a few months. I, I started my first book on in Word, but then a friend of mine said that he worked already with homepage and stuff back then in the early nineties, and he said go open Office. And then I first I resisted, and then I did it because yeah, every it didn't crash, and I could convert to PDF right away. So I generally as with the book that I just wrote, I used Open Office as a writing tool. In in German, I also had a professional writing software that integrates the that was called no, I have to think. It was Dragon, right? No, Dragon is a speech recognition. Right. Yeah, I use speech recognition too, by the way. It doesn't make it faster for me. It, I just can lie down, I can stand, I can walk around just makes it me more mobile, but I don't write a novel faster, so I do speech recognition. And with as English software, what is more interesting is I used writing aid after a couple of researches. I was like, yeah, like with my grammar, sometimes I'm off with, a, with something, and I felt like that helped me a good way. I could and some structural stuff, and also what I do, I, I because. I don't want to say I'm insecure about my, I'm just careful with my English language when I write. I don't want to fall in the trap of the usual repetitions that exist in German as well. Like you can fall into the same traps and or a different trap. So I, what I did in the beginning, five years ago, I was writing eight actually. And I did this 30 years ago in German as well, or 25 years ago in German as well. I took my 10 favorite books and I spoke 20 pages into the program and analyzed it. And those ana analysis I keep, and then I compare them to mine. And then I see if there's something totally off of something that I like. So it was a lot of editing or a lot of tweaking. And sometimes you're surprised, hey, I'm pretty much dead on there. What sentence length and those things. Right. Nice. It, it's a guidance, right? Depending on what point of view and narration voice, of course, is a dialogue laden or not. But in general, I find it helpful. Yeah, I agree. I've got pro writing aid. I use it all the time. And I think some people miss the point. Some people are like, oh, I won't rely on that to fix my grammar and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but it teaches me a lot. If I go through, I don't just say fix it all and I'm done. You go through and you read it and why did they say it was wrong? Why should you change this? And you start learning and 
your writing improves naturally. It's a great yeah. learning tool. Yeah, exactly. And last but not least, it's always our decision. Do I take it or is that a, a synchronicity of a, of a character to speak yeah. that way or whatever? Yeah. yeah. And I, I've done that with my editor also a couple of times. Oh, you should change this and rearrange it. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds very proper way to say it, but that's not what I want my character to say. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's what mostly yeah. is what characters are saying there. And I also like that you use open office. I think you're the first other author that has used that. I don't use it all the time, but I've told people about it. They're like, oh, I don't know. Well, I can't afford Word. Go try open office. It's you know, free. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, from from when I talk to my colleagues, it, I now try to think when it crashed on me. Recently, we have a different printer. And with the Wi-Fi printing, there seems to be a hiccup, but it's not the open office problem. I always right. like that. Yeah. And it was for free all the time. And, <laughs> and yeah, they had the PDF button in their way before Word. I think Word has it now too. Yeah, they do have it. But that's one of the reasons I got OpenOffice because I could write in Word, import it into OpenOffice and make it a yeah. PDF and I didn't have to buy the cover yeah. extra. Yeah. Okay. So what... Let's talk a little bit about writing in German and English. And you said you don't write in you don't write in German too much anymore. But did, did you find when you were writing in German, everybody has certain things that are difficult for them or certain problems? Did you find that you had the same things that you were doing in English, or is it completely different things that you ended up changing quite often or doing different? I think the greatest hindrance for me as a storyteller is that I don't have the pool of cultural references in the second language. Okay. So you grew up with different or the same shows, but the characters are named different. The, when you make a crack a joke with your buddy, then he understands it because it's right. a reference. I don't have that. And I think I don't have a possibility to catch up with that because that's just like 10 years or 15 years of your childhood, for right. example. So I just have to accept that, that is not possible, but, or to say, I would not pretend necessarily creating a character that is, let's say a professor of English language arts. I think I can pull that off. I can pull off futuristic novel because they could speak in any way almost right, right? the language evolves i definitely trust myself in writing young adult fiction in english as well because i have kids that grew up here i hear them talk and all that and that is what the book with blessing musariri by zimbabwean colleagues and in german i must say like the other question that goes there what is with writer's block and for me it's almost if you give me time and a shelter and like some food, I don't have a writer's block. Then it's like <laughs> I have time to write and place to write. And the sky was a limit in German. If there was, let's say, a job, let's say the one is a broker, right? I'm, I'm not a broker, but then I do research for half a year. I did even online broking with money to just see how it feels and, and to know the concepts and the lingo. And I can on, I could incorporate that in my German base. And like I say, certain things I wouldn't attempt in, in English. I just wouldn't. Maybe with a the help then that I say, I hire an editor that has said, could you get that lingo there? But 
that is all to to there are so many ideas out there i don't have to write from the point of view of an english professor <laughs> okay <laughs> so when you first started writing in english did you yeah. find yourself having to okay let me back up did it take you longer to write in english when you first started than it does now and did you find yourself writing i guess in a more german manner with the language and then fixing it or how did that process go yeah that that would be i think a danger if i would be thrown in the cold water but we it is not so i speak with my wife english um and we do this since 22 years we are married so <laughs> so since quite a while and so i think over 15 years if you use it as a daily language and we watch the movies together whatever happens in the household being when we were living in germany or in canada was in english so i had quite a run up and i almost compare that to i started out where i was in german in my language when i was 18 19 and i got interested and i came i come from a household there was no academics so it was blue color german and i just found out that i whenever i heard somebody talk a little bit with a twist like a comedian or whatever or some teachers had that and i was like i like that why do i like that and i like reading books and i was just curious drawn to the language and i said here already okay if i'm now in my english language where i was when i was 18 let's say then give me another 5 years of of a study of personal study and i and this one year the last year i could, i don't even know how to count that i could just lean back and, and work with the english language and uh, that was a boost that i think every immigrant should get honestly like thinking about it if english is your second language and you have to move or in any other country they should just give you a thousand bucks and lean back read books listen to radio write something and you will be in one year speak that language whatever that spanish or whatever that is i think yeah that happened now to me that's also how i just put that in the final report it's, it's a great thing beyond creating okay yeah. and can, does your wife just speak english or does she come from the area that speaks french also she no she is here from alberta from calgary originally and uh, but she uh, she moved to quebec that area Canada the province and worked there I think for half a year she also worked in the northern states as well and then she moved to France for a year so she speaks French some and then she learned the German wow. for Marcia my wife she learned the German with the kids they go to school they come home and the, or even in the first when you're toddler right like you speak bubble a couple of words that they pick up from me from the grandparents from the neighbors so Marcia my wife She learned that way German, right? It just wow. bubbled up. Nice. Kids. Wow. Yeah. So, so you're multilingual, like multiple language, and your kids probably pick up a little from all of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was quite wild. So our oldest was born in Canada and he is bilingual. The second one is also bilingual, although he stuck we moved here when he was 12. So he even says like, my German is a German of a 12-year-old and he's not off with that. And the the youngest He was six when we moved here. He just spoke German to Marcia and to me, to everybody. He never spoke English. He could understand everything, but he never responded in English. 
we moved here and I had a paid writer's residency in the Black Forest area in Germany. And I had to stay there for months. It was all, it was a little jumbo mumbo. So I let, had to leave the family here in Canada and I was there. I came back after four months. He didn't respond in German to me anymore. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Exactly. I just owe him. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that would be cool to you know, hear the different languages. I, my grandparents were from Hungary and oh, they yeah. spoke German quite a bit. And especially when they get mad and argue. <laughs> <laughs> I do that so. too. That's a German that the little guy knows. <laughs> so Thorsten, you said you don't translate your own books. Have you tried translating your own books or writing the same story in different yeah. the two languages yeah yeah it's funny it just i think i stopped after a one page it's then you start translating and then it's then that is different translating than the other way around i translated a book from english to german that was the peace nobel prize winner bishop desmond tutu's book okay so i'm the translator i translated that and was published in germany but i translated into my first language total different story. And I, once I attempted the reverse, because I thought, oh, well, okay, well, English is not so bad. But it's like, no, it's like, it just, it is definitely not the same. And I started my first, of course, okay, I grew up with, I love music. You mentioned like songwriting is my hobby, right? So I listen to music. I love lyrics. So I read the lyrics of albums and stuff. And then it happened. So my English was somewhere. And then my first holiday that I as a young lad, 18-year-old did, was I grabbed my backpack. I want to go to Ireland. I love Irish music. I love the Pokes. I love the Guinness. I wanted to go there. So I went there. And they do have that pop culture where people go up and make music and join and jam. And sometimes somebody has a poem. And I was sitting there in a pub and I wrote something down in English. And the guy saw it and basically pushed me to the stage. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm actually just, and it was well-received, nice people. There were probably tons of mistakes in there, but they had a blast and the night is legendary. But I kept writing short things in English, like songs. I wrote songs for the last 25 years about it. And then the first novel was with a native speaker. And now the second one is just me. So it's kind of, it's gradually, it's very slow. Yeah. Okay. And your books that have been translated, have you read them afterwards? And did you find, oh my gosh, that's not how I would have translated it, or I don't agree with that, or problems? Yeah. Being a translator myself into German, the first thing that I told the people that were interested in translating it, please, you have all the freedom. Do it, you know, let yourself, definitely don't cling to try to translate something, uh, a metaphor that doesn't work in English. There are certain, I also have cultural references that are not translatable. You have to use something else then, you know, how people translate lyric. I have no idea, by the way, when it's experimental lyric, how you translate them from one language to another. I have no idea. Yeah. And then I not only read it in the, with my three audible books, I also listened to them again. And that was, uh, just a cherry on top, basically. That was like, oh my, this, it sounds authentic. It doesn't sound like translated. It's really like they did a good job. The one, yeah. So I had nice. different translators. Probably. And how long did 
the whole process take to start writing from German and then into English? Or is yeah. it still ongoing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to say it's always it's always morphing. Otherwise, if it's not a challenge anymore, I think I would get bored. Also, that is, I want to challenge myself. And uh, since it's a long time coming, so we're talking from the early 90s, where it's like I started on that trip to Ireland, I also read my first English novel in the original, which happened to be On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah. So that was linguistically a little bit outdated. I didn't even know that was how they talked in the 60s, like Jalupi and... You know, yeah, I remember that word. I used it in Ireland. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, it's in the novel. I'm like, this is from 60-something. <laughs> they always had a, yeah. And so it's, like I said, I think if it would be difficult if I would just move, let's say, to Canada. I'm in after high school, and then I want to write a novel two years later. That is different than coming this long way, being married being involved in language and living now in Canada for more than 10 years in total, 11 or 12 years, um, that I think helps. And if people now say, he's not always talking or my vocabulary while talking <laughs> is not quite where it could be. Yes, my German was higher maybe, but especially in the beginning, I always say writing is the right speed for my expression. Otherwise, I would be on stage and doing TED Talks. <laughs> so I need... I know English language is like a whole big mishmash and it's like one rule doesn't apply here, blah, blah, blah. Did you find anything very specific that drove you crazy with the English language because it was so messed up compared to what you were used to? The, my, just because I was in the garden and I do some home improvement and stuff. I don't know. I, it, a two by four is not a two by four. It's one and a half. And <laughs> I, I thought the guy joked at me. I was like, yeah, I know I'm not from here. But I want to have a two by four. You Anyway, but that's like a practical one. The other thing is it, that, of course, first I think, first I thought English is English, but English is like in Germany, for example, different areas have different dialects. And if there would be no high German, a northern German would not understand a southern German, for example. If there would be no high German, there would be toasts. That's how different they are. So I learned my speaking English actually in Ireland. After being there once, I went there three, four times, right? Before I went anywhere else in, in an English country. When I came to Canada, I was using Jumper, and he's a good crack. And the guys in Vancouver said, you don't say crack here. You don't, you just don't. But these things are the ones where it's like, oh, please. I learn a new word and I'm like, yay, I know a new word. Or also nice, I like to read newspaper. The Globe and Mail is a big newspaper here in Canada. And they have a section called even Zeitgeist. I'm like, ah, German word. I can use it everywhere. So I go to a pub in the prairies. I'm like, so, yeah, Zeitgeist, like what? <laughs> so the classic... A sentence from Mars, your wife is like, yeah, you don't, nobody knows that here in the prairies. So just skip that word. I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> That's so, hilarious. That, yeah. uh, I just picture your life from German to uh, Canada with the kids and the languages and that. I picture that as a comedy show on TV. I get yeah. the situation. I'm not picking on your life. 
I'm just no. saying there's so much room for that situational comedy to, to be humorous to watch. I think you should try and write that based on real <laughs> events. <laughs> Maybe I should. That's a plan B. Yeah. There so you go. I, I always say that. Yeah, it wasn't boring. Let's put it this way. It wasn't boring. <laughs> I, I can't imagine trying to learn a whole new language now. It's just my brain doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't work like that. I've had such a hard time when I was in school. So I just never really tried after that. So I can't even imagine yeah. doing that. Yeah, no. And I myself, I wasn't encouraged by my school career. It was the genuine interest in the Irish culture, for example, and then being reinforced, being there, having a time of my life. And then, of course, you go back there and then you meet. I met a friend, Fergal, in Cologne, actually, Cologne, Germany. He was working there. And then we stayed at his place in Dublin over Christmas. And um, yeah, and then re reading the first novels. And especially, and that was a major point, especially being in a pub, for example, and you can hold up a conversation and the people don't phase out or whatever. And they're like, no, man, you're a second language. That's awesome. Tell more. And you feel encouraged. That's nice. That this yeah. is being very nice. And um, I, and th this was the one where it propelled me to, oh, maybe I can do better. I remember exactly now that we're talking about it. There was a German vocabulary book. And the smart one was, they said, it was pretty thin. It was like, let's say 80 pages. And they said, if you know all the words on these 80 pages, that is 75% of all conversations. And that was a great concept for me. In in instead of having here the Britannica and say, that's English. I'm like, oh, right. okay, then you give up. But knowing 75% of conversations, I had a goal. And they were right with this book. I, I wish I would know actually the book. I this should exist for every language where it's like here. That's all. You can hold up a conversation in the bakery. And then you can take it from there. Nice. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I, they're always being editors and stuff. Don't use the big flowery language if you don't have to. And yeah. Make it all work. And I know I just recently discovered Lee Child as an author that I enjoy. He writes the uh, Reacher books. And I'm not a big thriller reader. It's not just not my genre, but I like the Amazon TV show. So I said, okay, I'm going to read the book. And I started reading. I'm like, his style is so different. It's most of his sentences are seven words or less. Mm -hmm. There's no word like more than four or five letters. And, and it's, just very straightforward and simple, but kept me engaged. So yeah, that's how people are. You're right. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned it in a book. I, I remember my first year in Canada, in Calgary. So I wasn't allowed to work. So I, I had a little savings when Marcia went to work, my wife. But we weren't married at the time. So she went to work and I was like, yeah, I want to start getting better with English. I read stuff. And then I found the TV show, Really Famous Friends. And I watched that a couple of times. And the art in Friends, and I really say that, is like having a very small vocabulary, telling complex stories where people follow. And that many people liked it. But I think it was also the accessibility for people as a second language to have see people having converse, daily conversations. Versus, and I did this with the British TV shows, and their vocabulary was way higher. And that I admire that ability, like basically what you just said, 
in especially I think especially in American culture or North American culture where there is a lot of migration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Thorsten, I, it's been a great conversation. I love talking to you all about German and the language. I thank you very much. Before we go though, do you have any last minute advice for new authors? For new authors. So when I made a conscious decision at one point in my early twenties where I said, okay, I want to work, I want a job to buy myself time to write, and then I can write what I want. I probably never will be able to live of it and to make a living, but I can write what I need to write and what I want to write. And I think that is the best, that was one of my best decisions because like for 10 years it happened and now it doesn't, but I still can write what I need and what I want. And I'm not a hired gun. Nice. Okay. Great. Thorsten, thank you for taking some time and chatting today. Uh, it's been great having you on. Enjoy your nice weather finally. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will. <laughs> great. Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe sometime in the near future, it might be you.